we'd like to welcome you back to our fourth and I believe final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for <clears throat> February 8th, 2015. I'm going to be just running over some of the, the teachings I've done on uh, the subject of transhumanism. The first one, transhumanism, vaccinations, DNA, and corrupting the seed of mankind. This heavily relates to what we were just talking about with these injectable DNA nanorobots. I talked about injectable nanorobots, but I've never even envisioned injectable DNA-based nanorobots. That's a whole other level of evil. And so, <clears throat> transhumanism advocate Natasha Vita Moore, PhD, states, A transhuman is a human in transition. We are transhuman to the extent that we seek to become post-human and take action to prepare for the post-human future. She goes on to state whether it is the shingles or the flu, the proactive development of molecular agents such as nanorobots to combat these and other protagonist viruses is, right, is the right thing to do, says Satan. Building a strong defense through nanomedicine to combat viruses is a worthy undertaking. End of quote. And again, this is just what we were talking about. This study that I'm citing here was September 27, 2009 that I did the study. So <clears throat> now we're really coming full circle. Here we are almost six years later and now we're talking about injectable nanorobots where they're actually going to be um, doing studies now this summer to have terminal cancer, a terminal cancer patient healed with these injectable nanorobots. I mean... <clears throat> We've, we've come to where now this is reality. Transhumanism, also known as the H-plus movement, envisions a higher life form uh, surpassing Homo sapiens in favor of a Homo sapiens 2.0, a bioengineered construct that fuses man's original genome with animal and or synthetic DNA. Animal. Again, and we're getting that in the vaccines. And now we're going to be getting synthetic DNA of an injectable nanorobot. I mean, what's that DNA based off of? What is the template? <laughs> Lord only knows. I warn of the day when true humans may unknowingly receive tra transhuman instructions via an implant or injection. Remember how he said that they can control those with an Xbox? I think he was, I don't know if he was being tongue-in-cheek there, but in other words, these injectable nanorobots, not only can they be programmed, but they can also be controlled from a um, device outside of the body. So a seemingly innocuous vaccine or identification chip can initiate cellular changes not only in somatic or body cells but also in germline cells such as ova and sperm. The former alters the recipient only. The latter alters the recipient's doomed descendants as well. Okay, so <clears throat> not only are you messing with your own DNA with these things, but you're potentially cursing your whole generational um, lineage after you because you're not fully human anymore because these can alter the ova and the sperm. So now you've just created a life form, this Homo sapiens 2.0, that cannot be saved. They're not human anymore. They're part human, part something else. So this is very, very, very risky um, business. Very dangerous subject that we're dealing with. And see, Satan knows all this. And this is why he wants to get everybody 
loaded with microchips, loaded with these injectable nanorobots. Because he knows he has you then. He knows he has you. Transhumanism, my, my next study I did was called Transhumanism, DNA Vaccinations and the Flu Epidemic and Proactive Health Measures. It's a four-part study. I give you the links to that here as well on page 15 of the PDF for <clears throat> February 9th, 2015 at contendingfortruth.com. And then the last one, the study I did, which is the oldest, is called Cloning, DNA Manipulation, and Corrupting the Seed, the Book of Enoch, Part 1 and 2. And I'm just going to read you some of the uh, table of contents of that. <clears throat> the interpretation of Genesis 6-4 that the Nephilim are half-human, half-fallen angel makes this very simple to understand. God made a way for man to be saved from his sin through the grace of God in his son, Jesus Christ, but he did not make a way for angels that rebelled to be saved. Therefore, a mixture of two kinds would be a corruption and would result in a fallen race. That's what the word Nephilim, or Nephal, which is where we get the Hebrew word translation of giants in Genesis 6, it means fallen ones. Okay? It is interesting that Genesis tells us that all flesh was corrupt in the days of Noah. What does that mean? We know that God destroyed all the animals as well as all the people except those who, uh, brought in on the ark. <clears throat> Uh, with Noah and his family. We will explore this topic further in this study. Now, what is man doing in creating these hybrids, whether they're animal, whether they're human and animal, or plant or animal? Man is mixing together and creating a corrupt and defiled race. It does not matter what percentage of human versus cow DNA there are, do cows go to heaven? You know, and I mean, in other words, he didn't make a way for a cow human hybrid to go to heaven. Okay, that is an abomination, that is a corruption you know, of, of what God did when he originally created all things and said it was good. Frankly, man is messing with things that he has no right to manipulate. In effect, he's trying to play God, which goes right back to the original sin in the garden where Satan, you know, tempted Eve as you will be a God, you know, if you, you eat this fruit. So it's the same temptation. So let's go further here. <clears throat> this is a question from a listener, Michelle. She said, my oldest daughter is working for a family, and as their nanny now, they have twin autistic boys, age, both age three. It was caused by an MMR shot. Imagine that. Why would that surprise us, particularly after all the stuff that we've just looked at here? Um, so, yeah, twin, twin autistic boys. They both got autism. I'm imagining it at the same time, from the same set of shots. That really goes to show you that this is not just some random thing that just happens by accident. Here you have twins that it happens to essentially at the same time as they both got it from the MMR shot. That, that is absolute proof positive that that is the main cause of autism. Neither one of the boys can talk, and they're still in diapers. They're three. They have, they have horribly extreme fits at times and many isms, meaning many disease processes or problems probably neurologically i go over there three days a week and volunteer to help them the mother says they both have leaky gut syndrome so they're on this thing called the gap diet i help i help cut tons of organic vegetables every tuesday and thursday I make chicken broth all the boys drink is chicken broth and carrot juice mixed together poor things but you know what's sad is that all of this effort that they're having to expend now could have been not to say they shouldn't eat organic, 
But all of this effort to compensate for something that the maggot devil pharmaceutical government collusion caused by this MMR shot, by vaccines, it's all their fault. And these people now are doing everything in the world, have totally altered their life in every way, shape, and form because they trusted the big pharma they trusted the government. They gave into the into the pressure. Maybe there was no pressure. Maybe they were just going to do it to begin with. And look what happened. Now their whole lives will never ever be even remotely the same. Most likely. Well, why aren't people coming out of the woodwork to absolutely, you know, go after the government and pursue? I mean, there's enough people that have vaccine damaged children, you know. But they're going through all this effort now. And it's like, wow, if you just wouldn't have vaccinated him in the first place, none of this would have happened. Everything in their house is organic and all natural. In your years of knowledge, is the GAB diet the best to be on for leaky gut syndrome? I told her, now remember, there's a lot of diets out there, okay? But I did, I checked this GAB diet. Now, this is updated. This wasn't the original one that emailed her back. I just looked, take, took a look at this uh, as I was doing the study. And I said, I just checked and I gave her the link to the GAP diet. Um, <clears throat> where it's an outline of the diet and it looks good, but it is very label labor intensive. And from my experience with working with patients, this will not be practical to maintain over a long period of time. And how practical is it to just give them chicken broth and carrot juice for every meal? They're going to go nuts if that's all they have to eat. I mean, you have what they call food fatigue. Okay, if all you had stored in your house was rice, okay, I'm not saying you can't live off rice. It's not exactly complete food, and I know people in third world countries, but you are going to develop massive deficiencies, and you're going to undergo something called food fatigue, where your body just is, you'll get to the point where you'd almost rather not eat than just eat the same food over and over again. <clears throat> so this diet, anytime you have a diet, now, granted, I'm not saying dietary shifts and recommendations aren't good, but this is a very, very labor-intensive diet. Basically, you'd almost have to alter your whole life, and they are. It sounds like they are. They're, you know, you got to cut up tons of organic vegetables. You're making chicken broth. You're drinking carrot juice. and I mean, this is, like, incredibly labor-intensive. And so you, you've got this type of thing, and I have found from working with patients, you know, was licensed in you know, 1993 and basically started working with patients right away in Florida <clears throat> and did that up until the time I really came up here, which is 2010. So there's 17 years plus I've had all this interaction with my listeners and stuff since then. So I've been, you know, really doing this for over 20 years. Um, <clears throat> if you make something really hard and labor intensive or you tell them to do something, they may do it for time, but keeping it up the rest of their life, eh, from my experience, it doesn't work out too well. And so <clears throat> I, I try to look for easier ways to do things if it's possible. Um, now, I understand when you're dealing with a three-year-old, you may not have a lot of options. Uh, what I did is I just listed my protocol for leaky gut. I guess if you're gonna do one thing, you're gonna do ochrapepsin E3 by standard process. You're trying to heal the um, villi of the intestinal tract so that the villi, which is the little um, <clears throat> fingerlet type of processes in the small intestine that absorb nutrition, um, are not too permeable 
which is kind of what leaky gut is. They, be, they become too permeable and they let things through into the bloodstream that shouldn't be there. So ochrapepsin uh, E3 by standard process helps heal that. So does Zymex by standard process. These are, these are, this is my professional protocol. Marshmallow root is also another thing listed for leaky gut. I use the one by Mediherb. And then a good flora. Those would be your main staple products if you were going to put somebody on it. Now, I understand that's not as practical to do with a three-year-old because supplements don't taste good and they may not want to eat it if even if you put it in their food. But <clears throat> that's my protocol for it. So um, anyway, I said to me it makes more sense to try to heal the leaky gut with specific supplements than to try to maintain some incredibly hard diet for possibly years. Now, um, let's go further here. Then she also says they recently bought a hyperbaric oxygen chamber and she gets in there for one hour at a time with each of the boys and then sits in their sauna with them to help remove toxins. Both of them are great. Okay, She's probably got what they call a mild hyperbaric chamber. It's not like the kind you're going to go where you're going to go to like um, <clears throat> some hospitals that have it to treat gangrene and or like if you had a diving inju injury and you're in your got the bends and you're trying to treat it for that um those are are basically ones that are steel-sided high hyperbaric chamber and they will greatly accelerate healing um will get a lot more oxygen into your system it does help and the and the saunas are really good too the those um like a good infrared sauna like the one that dr mercola sells which does, which doesn't have all the radiation those are really good and they will help remove toxins. <clears throat> but isn't it ironic that they've got to do all of this garbage just because of an MMR vaccine? And I listed all the horrific ingredients so you can see why it happened. You know? So now they for the probably for the rest of their life, they're condemned to live out this existence of just trying to, you know, <clears throat> it's just it's maddening to me to, to see this. And this is happening <clears throat> thousands and thousands and thousands of times all over the world and particularly in America where they're getting MMR shots and all of it's by design and yet really for the most part for what it should be I kind of see it's more of a minimal public outcry I mean this should be something where these people should be strung up by their toes in the streets these devils doing this to little children I mean, these are animals. These these are these are devils that are responsible for this. And yet, there's really not. You know, I just don't see the 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 outrage matching what it really should be. You know, I mean, that's my opinion. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, those things are great. What what they mentioned. Um, my response is these are great therapies, but the best product I know of to specifically target vaccine injury and autism in children is a product called NDF. I give her the link, bioarray.com NDF. And then also they have one called Liver Life, which also helps detox. Now, this is specifically I like to do, I would recommend with children. I don't even carry these products, but I've recommended them for years. They've done pre and post studies with autistic children. They've had huge turnarounds. So maybe they can turn the children around. These are liquids, so they're easily, they're a lot more e easy to administer to a child, um, uh, they've got a lot of pre and post studies done with them. I give you the links there. I don't have anything, you know, I'm not invested in the company or anything, 
but I've been recommending them for years and I would do at least the liver life, which is the, their liver cleanse and then the, um, the NDF, just that to, to targets a lot of the, the deep heavy metals that get embedded from the vaccines and, and goes after other things as well in the vaccines. And so I would use those definitely in addition to what she's doing if they're going to do nothing else and at bare minimum get the children on a really good flora product for the leaky gut bare minimum and if you can introduce anything like the okra pepsin or the zymex or the marshmallow root that's another whole other level for the leaky gut so anyway that's what i would do um and i give you all the links there this is on page 16 of the pdf for the state next question uh this is a liver detox question and how to raise your hdl and your ldl levels um it's from a long-time listener, um, or actually patient, really. She, he says, hi, Doc. I, I need an extensive liver detox protocol for my brother. Um, <clears throat> he's coming out of a 30-day alcohol abuse program. His workup showed a significant, significant decline in liver function, and I want to put him through your detox protocol. Also, my HDL level needs to come up significantly. Any products you recommend? Thank you and God bless. I've wrote him back, Brooke, the specific detox protocol I would specifically recommend for an alcoholic, okay, in, in a detox is um, Liveplex by Standard Process, which is, I think, six different Standard Process products in one capsule. So instead of you having to go out and buy six different Standard Process products, it's in one capsule, okay? Um, I would start at probably one to two per day because Liveplex, um, one of the things associated with liver, when you start stirring it up, is anger. And I've put people on Liveplex before and had people, like, before patients call me back livid with me because they were so incredibly angry being on Liveplex. Well, that just means we hit the nail on the head, okay? Because it's stirring up that specific emotion. We know that it, that product is working. If it, if it didn't do anything like that, if you didn't have any kind of emotional... With the liver, I would kind of think either you have a really clean liver or maybe that product isn't the best product for you. Now, some people, if they're already, like I said, if you're already detoxified, you may not feel anything. But, and it's different for everybody. I mean, you can't say cookie cutter. Everybody's going to, like, get angry or whatever. But that, it's actually a pretty good sign. So, you can start at your pace. Do one a day if that's the case. I mean, most people can handle that. Build up to six per day. You do at least two bottles. They're 90 count bottles. It's the professional line of use that's been around since 1929. Um, email me if you are interested in any of this stuff and I'll, I'll tell you what to do. Anyway, but the protocol's here. And then also you would want to do choline by standard process. Again, start at one to two per day and build up to six per day. Finish at least two bottles. A lot of people have never detoxed their whole life, okay? And they come and they they want to do a detox. They want to be over in like five days. Well. Yeah, there are liver gallbladder detoxes you can do with olive oil and apple juice and Epsom salts and stuff. But I, the thing is, is you got to break down the gallstones before you do that. Or it's, it's risky. They, they can tear their way out if you don't break them down with choline first. And then you have peritonitis and that's very serious. Okay, So you don't want that. So you would want to at least do two weeks of choline before a liver gallbladder detox with olive oil, um, Epsom salts and apple juice. The one that's widely available. I can email it to you. Um, that way you're dissolving the gallstones to a great extent before you even do the flush. But that is not a, that's not like a deep liver gallbladder flush. You're, 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 you're basically just getting rid of the stones. 
you're not really, it's not a like more of a long-term deep liver reparative restorative cleanse like you're going to get with Livaplex. And choline, you want to, in this case, you want to do at least two bottles, preferably four of each. Whereas if you were doing four, if you've never done a liver detox, you do six capsules per day for two months of each product. And think about it. Would you ever go 100,000 miles or 200,000 miles with your car and never get an oil change? Well, this is essentially what you're doing. You're going in there. You're cleaning everything out. You're, you're, it's like giving yourself an oil lube and filter. And I'm doing it. I practice what I preach. I'm doing it every day, essentially. I'm doing a little bit of liver cleansing almost daily. Not a ton, but a little bit. You know, just to keep my, myself where I'm, I'm not in any kind of toxic state. Um, also, because alcohol is so hard on the kidneys, you'd want to do rena food by standard process. It's six per day. Generally, you don't have to start at one or two per day. You can start full dosage. It's not a product that typically anybody has any kind of detox reaction. It's more of a, uh, it's, it's more of a, it really is very, very um, reparative and restorative and protective to the kidneys. And um, I at least two bottles, preferably four, if they've been an alcoholic for a long time. And then optional, you could do a product by Mediherb called Milk Thistle or Silimarian. It's also it's the same thing. And Milk Thistle is not so much of a detoxer. It's not a product you'd want to just do by itself forever and think that you're getting like all the things your liver needs. It helps oil the gears of detoxification, but it doesn't perform detoxification like Livaplex or choline. Choline also, I forgot to mention, defats the liver. Okay, it's a proven fact they've done all kind of autopsies and, and, and even um, certain visualizing techniques can visualize that most people have a fatty liver to some extent. Fatty livers, if let go, typically tur can turn into sclerotic or, or cirrhosis type livers if they let go. Fatty liver is a precursor to that. How do you defat the liver? The best way I know of to do it is with choline. Choline helps to defat the liver. It also helps to break down gallstones. That's why I like choline because it's keeping that, that fatty liver. Fatty, when you have a fatty liver, you're not gonna detox right, you're gonna have a sluggish metabolism, it's no good, okay? So that's why I go after the liver a lot. It's, it's kind of one of your foundational things. So silymarian or milk thistle, for somebody that's an alcoholic, it is really good as a re restorative product, as a protective product for the liver. But it's not your detox product, but it will greatly enhance what the choline and the liverplex are trying to do. Okay, so that's, I do at least two bottles of that. Okay, now, for low HDL levels, which was the other question that he had. Okay, I, I put together a little document here. Um, there is one type of fat in particular that is good to raise HDL and generally healthy for your cholesterol and heart health, which are monounsaturated fats. In an ideal world, most of your fats would come from this group of fats. Well, that's debatable, but as the, as the lower overall cholesterol, but maintain HDL. Uh, if your cholesterol is high, okay, but before cholesterol levels were anything below 300 was considered normal. Then they kept lowering it, lowering it, lowering it until it's like just to the point of like unbelievably low. You have to have cholesterol to make all the hormones in your body. Cholesterol is not this evil substance in our body. That is a bunch of garbage, okay, and I've, I've got into this before. Um, but what's far more accurate predictor of heart health risk is your ratio of HDL to LDL 
your triglyceride levels, your homocysteine levels, and your C-reactive protein levels. Those are, those are far more predictive of, of cardiovascular risk, all of those, okay, than just cholesterol numbers by themselves. But they want to get everybody's cholesterol numbers so low because they want, to, they want everybody to go nuts. Because when you lower your cholesterol to an abnormally low level, guess what? You don't have the hormones anymore to feel right, to feel mentally good. And that's why these statin drugs like Crestor and, and these other ones that lower the, um, the cholesterol levels are so, um, not only are they incredibly toxic to the liver, they totally shut down all your CoQ10 production, which you have to have for healthy heart function. And they manipulate your, your, your cholesterol numbers to, a, to an unbelievably bad low level. And there's a book written by U.V. Rastafin, which is called The Cholesterol Myth. I would recommend you get that, where he goes into this and documents the whole thing, how this is a big scam. Every drug that they're pushing has some scam behind it. Every one of them. You can't drug your body into good health. It's all a huge scam. The whole medical industry. They're trying to use toxic chemicals in order to drug your body into good health. It doesn't work that way. It's never worked that way. But that's Satan for you. He's going to sell you a bill of goods. I'm not saying drugs are never necessary to save a life, but I'm saying you can't drug your body into good health. And this is what they're supposedly doing with all of this garbage that they're shoving down our throats all the time. So, monounsaturated fats um, would include nuts, almonds, peanuts, cashews, macadamia nuts, pecans, avocados, also olive oil. Olive oil is high in unsaturated fats and can help you elevate your HDL. Uh, I would only get the organic virgin first pressed olive oil okay ideally that's the kind of olive oil you want to get i've heard there's a lot of scams with olive oil you go into the store and you think you're getting olive oil you're not even getting olive oil you're getting like a little bit so i would try pay extra money for your organic virgin first pressed um olive oils okay um they can help you elevate your hdl um let's see here and um, you can also use it as an oil-based, in an oil-based vinaigrette in your uh, salads, like oil and vinegar. Like I said, like a really good organic, um, first-pressed organic olive oil with a like Bragg's apple cider vinegar. That's like probably about the best dressing as far as health goes you could put on a salad. Okay, um, so that would be also very very good. Also, sesame oil or tahini is good. And try to get organic versions of all of this if you can afford it. Okay, I know everybody can't, but I'm just saying, I'm going I'm to have to try to tell you the best one to get if you can. Now, trans fats are actually bad fats and double whammies because they lower your HDL and heighten your LDL. So HDL stands for high density lipids, LDL stands for low density lipids. And then you have VLDL, which is very low density lipids, which are in the same classification kind of as LDLs. So the ratio of LDLs to HDLs is again, a far more accurate predictor of cardiovascular risk than just looking at total cholesterol, okay? So if you have a good ratio of HDL to LDL, and even if your cholesterol is 250 or above or whatever, you're still probably in fine shape. Now, the only way to know for sure if you're, if you're getting plaqued up, well, not the only way, but one of probably the best ways is to get a Doppler ultrasound of your carotid arteries. Now, there's a company in America called Lifeline Screening. I haven't worked with them in a while. They used to actually come into my clinic 
and they provided like you could get a whole bunch of different kind of non-invasive tests done for like 120 bucks. I don't know what it is now, but Doppler ultrasounds were one of the things they they um, did, and they 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 do a little ultrasound of your carotids, and they can tell you how much occlusion there is. It, it basically how much placked up you are, and if you're placked up significantly, well, be honest, I would try if at all possible to go on IV chelation okay um that would be i've seen it save a lot of people's lives it's not fun um it's not super cheap but it can save lives and, and it will deplaque you it will deplaque your arteries iv iv chelation you have to I, I i don't have a resource to give you and where to find the doctors that do it but they're they're out there and it is something that you might want to look at um uh so um, you can take oral chelation. I even have that in my product line, but oral chelation would be more so if, you know, you had mild placking and you were just trying to fight it. And because oral chelation, you just don't get the absorption from oral chelation. The ideal way to do oral chelation, if you're going to do it, is to take the capsules, open them up, um, three or four whatever capsules you're going to do, put them in the mouth, hit your, hit your thumb with a little bit of DMSO. Dimethyl, dimethyl sulfur oxide, you can get it at about any health food store. I carry it as well. And that will actually help the, the EDTA chelation penetrate into the bloodstream and it'll work better. You get a higher absorption rate that way. And if, it, if you don't like the taste, hit your tongue with some organic peppermint oil while you're doing it. I know it's a lot of stuff to take in, but I'm just telling you, if you can't afford the IV, that's the next best thing I can recommend. And there's other things that will help deplaque you. Pomegranates are actually listed to deplaque you. Natokinase. The, um, the enzyme from, cement, from fermented soy, fermented soy, now remember, and it's just the isolated enzyme, it's not soy, also can help deplaque the artery and it helps thin the blood, but you gotta be careful with natokinase because it can thin your blood almost too much, okay? And you would never take natokinase with a blood thinner, like cumin or something like that, which is rat poison, also known as wayfarin. Fun stuff, it really is rat poison, I'm, I'm not lying, that's how it killed the rats, it decoagulated the blood to the point where they just bled out. So anyway, um, and they give that as, you know, a, a prescription now. Mm, Coumadin, great. Rat poison. So, um, I kind of got off track there. Um, the trans fats, so the trans fats, which are partially hydrogenated oils, um, which you have to read labels, like margarine and a lot of um, oils, like in chips and certain cookies and cakes and fries, anything fried. Okay, you're basically dealing with trans fat. Okay, uh, fast food, a lot of trans fats. Okay, so um, those are things that will lower your HDL and raise your LDL. Okay, which is what you don't want. Now, there are certain things you could do to compensate. I'm not saying you should get in the habit of it, but you can compensate by doing things like uh, fiber capsules with a bad meal, it will help bind up. Um, a lot of the bad stuff and or um, a good bentonite clay can also help do that. Activated charcoal can help do that. Activated charcoal being the one, the best thing I've ever seen for food poisoning. You should always have some on hand. You can get it at basically any health food store. And so those are some things you can do to mitigate the effects of a bad meal. Okay, so that's something to keep in mind as well. Um, so also here, let's go further. 
Substitute water and green tea for a high-calorie beverage. Water provides essential nutrients to organs and doesn't contain any sugars that promote um, increased LDLs. Green tea has substances that do reduce bad cholesterol, um, which I guess you term as LDL. Try staying away from the sugary or caffeinated drinks and stick with water or green tea. Also, fiber, especially soluble fiber, can help bump up your HDL while reducing LDL. Oatmeal is an excellent source of soluble fiber, as is rice, bran, barley, dried peas, and beans. But remember, try to get organic when you can because of the stuff with the glyphosate with the Monsanto, you know, that we just covered. And certain fruits like prunes and apples are also good as well. A couple servings a day of these heart healthy foods can have a positive effect on your HDL. Now, I have a whole newsletter I've put together on cardiovascular stuff. This is kind of a little bit, actually, I would add this into my newsletter but it's not the full enchilada, so you can email me. I'll, I'll email you that, or search my, um, if you search cardiovascular at contendingfortruth.com, you might find it in there. If not, email me, I'll send it to you. Um, also, fatty fish like salmon, mackerel, albacore tuna, and halibut are the highest in omega-3 fatty acids, um, which help raise HDL and lower LDL. A specific, a specific type of unsaturated fat shown to be most beneficial for heart health and reduce the risk of death by heart attack. This is the, the um, omega fatty acids, particularly the ones rich in EPA. Okay, so omega-3 in the fish oils, you've got, um, they're rich in DHA and EPA. DHA is the one you need for brain health and for neuromuscular or, or neuro neurological health, okay? The EPA is the one you need more for cardiovascular health, okay? Um, uh, one of the cool things about DHA is if you have a product you're taking, like the one I use is the Tune Omega-3, it's very high in DHA, but in the body, the body can take excess DHA and convert it into EPA if it's needed, but it can't do the reverse. If it's really high in EPA and you need DHA, it can't do that conversion from EPA to DHA. I don't know why that is, but it just can't. So I like the one that Standard Process makes, the Tune Omega-3 oil, because it's very high in DHA, which is... Either way, you're going to get what you need for, for uh, heart health or brain health or whatever. So, um, also good as an anti-inflammatory, acts as an anti-inflammatory, um, helps to make hormones, just does all kind of good stuff. Uh, it is recommended to eat at least two servings of fish per week. Uh, again, though, is the fish, you know, in contaminated waters. The... The ones that I use are all screened for heavy metals and, and uh, radiation, too, and, all, and those types of things. Um, so if you don't eat seafood, you could buy fish oil supplements. Um, flax and walnuts contain omega-3 as well. But see, that's the linolenic acid component of, which is very important. And I discussed this in, in a recent thing. But it's not the same as EPA or DHA. It's a different fraction of the omega-3s. So... The flaxseed and the walnuts aren't going to be as heart healthy as a fish oil product high in EPA and DHA. If that's what you're trying to target, I'm just saying that you know different different products have different functions. Okay, yes, incredibly important on the flax oil. Just make sure you're not getting one that's rancid. Make sure you're getting like um, one that's that's. Um, like barleens in the refrigerated section at the health food store in the black bottle. Keep it refrigerated. Don't expose it to air. It's highly volatile. Um, I use either uh, Cataplex F or Line B6 
are the two that I have um, that I prescribe. Anyway, then don't forget exercise. Along with HDL boosting foods, don't forget the daily exercise. Regular exercise signals the body to produce more HDL. Making physical activity one of the most important factors in raising your HDL. Okay, so that's a whole other thing. Uh, quit smoking to boost HDL. Smoking lowers HDL levels as well as being generally unhealthy. So, you know, these are some things. Now, last question. This is from Jamie, a listener. What is a good cleanse that you would recommend for someone who has never done a cleanse? Um, my response. This is the best one I know of, and you can take it at your own pace. Um, for an, This would be like the best one I know of for, let's say, an adult or even a child that could swallow a capsule. Okay. The reason I like the NDF so much for the autism is if they're little, it's a liquid and they can get it in their system better, okay? Whereas capsules a lot of times, especially if there's like a lot of ingredients that don't taste good, you're not gonna have, you're not gonna have patient compliance at all. They're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to get it in them, which is huge, you know? So this is SP Cleanse by, and I haven't talked a lot about this one, but if I were just to give someone, let's say, okay, Somebody comes to me and they want a whole body cleanse. They want kidney, liver, gallbladder, colon, blood, um, lymph. This one is probably the best one um, just overall to just do a whole body cleanse. I don't think this is going to be enough to break down gallstones in the body, okay? You'd want to at least add in choline with it to do that. But you could do this in choline. And I think you could you you'd get your gallbladder defat or you'd get your gallstone breakdown. You'd also get your liver defatting component, and then you would also get other liver stuff in here. Um, so this is a this is an option. It has 20 unique whole food and botanical ingredients designed to support the body's normal toxin removal process. Supports healthy healthy kidney, liver, gallbladder. Encourages healthy digestion. Supports the body's natural toxin elimination function. Promotes healthy elimination. If you've never done a cleanse, three bottles of this would be a full system body cleanse. But like I said, if you never did a cleanse, I would probably say do three bottles of choline with it for the defatting effect. I just can't stand the thought of somebody doing a cleanse and then having a sack full of gallstones, a sack full of uh, gallbladder full of stones, which everybody pretty much has, okay? I did, when I, like I said, I did my cadaver dissections. Some of these people weren't that old. They all had a gallbladder full of stones when I, when I did that section for a flat out full year at chiropractic college. So every, there was no exceptions. Okay. So choline and, and, and the SP cleanse for at least three bottles. If you've never done a cleanse, I mean, I'm just saying Rome wasn't built in a day. If it took you a lifetime to get to where you're at, and this is what I always told patients, took you a lifetime to get to where you're at. You got to give the body preferably 12 weeks to turn anything around. Now, typically it doesn't take that long to cleanse, but you know, typically at bare minimum four weeks, but preferably eight on a cleanse, okay? So that, that's what I would tell somebody because it takes time. It, it's just not like your body just dumps all the stuff in one day. A lot of this stuff is really, really deep into your body and it has to come out in stages. It can't just release it all at once. It would probably kill you if you did it. Like I said, I had surgeries from when I was um, a teenager, an, a total anterior cruciate ligament replacement, my left knee, from where I totally tore my anterior cruciate ligament and my cartilage and, and my medial collateral ligament. Uh, had a couple surgeries on my knee there. I had a, um, uh, my, 
idiotically sorry, but if somebody's had this tonsils removed, which is not something you should ever do, unless it's an absolute last resort because it's your first line of immune defense. I didn't know though. Had my, I think I had my adenoids removed and I also had a deviated septum operation. So I went under quite a few times. And if anybody's ever went under, you know that really weird feeling you get when you're coming out of recovery and that really weird, you like have tastes and stuff from the anesthesia and you know the way the urine smells it just smells like the weirdest chemically well literally and that was over 20 years ago sometimes when i do cleanses now i'll i'll, I'll like won't do something for a while and then i'll i'll do it i will i will still smell those chemicals coming out of my body and i mean this is like 25 years ago more than that and here's somebody myself who has been doing cleansing for decades and it's still coming out so I have no idea the true mechanisms of, of all of this stuff and why the body retains things and, and but it does happen and that's why I believe cleansing is so key you know regarding the stuff so I'm just about out of time here and uh, I'll go ahead and uh, close us out in a word of prayer Heavenly Father we do thank you for this day this time you've given us I, I just pray God that um, for you to bless my listeners Lord bless the body of Christ bless your remnant Lord um, bless the persecuted remnant I pray to God for your deliverance for your provision um, for your divine guidance regarding uh, your remnant, Lord God, and the innocent out there. I do pray, God, this information reach what ne needs to reach, God, that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive. I pray you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart will be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us, and that you use us mightily, Lord God, for your glory and to save many people. Uh, that they would come to the Lord Jesus Christ and get saved. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.